Today on the Attorney Career Advice Podcast with Harrison Barnes. Any sign that you're not in control, uh, being, having an office that looks disorganized or smells or is out of control. So it's just, you have to look like you're in control. Welcome back to the podcast. How are you today, Harrison? I'm good. How are you? Doing great. Today we get to talk about superstar associates who make partner in their law firms. So we want to cover 10 important characteristics that make a superstar associate. And these are the characteristics that make you stand out and push you to the top of your law firm. So why don't we just dive right in and tell us a little bit, what is something that you see most often? What is a, a very common trend that you see in like a career path? What does it take to go from just a regular associate to a superstar associate? I, that's a great question. I was talking to, I was on our weekly webinar last week and, and someone who was asking some questions. And one of the, and one of the things I, that, that came to my attention, and it was very interesting, is that a lot of people think of themselves as employees. And then other people think of themselves as a little bit different. Like they think of themselves as people that are, are part of the team and are, are working with, are not, it's not about employees, it's about an employee, it's about something different. I think that one of the big mistakes that a lot of us associates make in, in law firms is they think of themselves as more like uh, as employees. And an employee is someone that just does the work. It's almost, you have management, which would be the partners and then the workers. So they, they think of themselves almost sometimes as against even management. And they think that if they just show up and they do the work, then uh, they're going to be okay. And uh, but it's a lot more than that. It's about, it's about becoming uh, the, the kind of person that, you know, that is like that, uh, that is doing the things that are asked of them. And, and I think that, and, and doing more. And I think that one way to think about it, if you're hiring someone to work in your house and you hire, like even a, something as simple as someone to clean your house, some people will come in and clean and not be pleasant. Other people will come in and clean and they'll be nice to your kids and likable and smile and be fun and show up on time and do things that you weren't anticipating. Like they'll do extra work or just things a little bit better than normal. And other people will show up and be angry and they, they will ask for money right away and they'll, the other things. And so it, there's just different ways of thinking about your job and in your role uh, with an employer. And the more you're thinking in terms of your role is is more as an employee as opposed to uh, as opposed to management and being someone that's kind of part of the team, the more you're going to be in trouble. So I think that attorneys to be good at their jobs and to be effective need to think that way. And to the extent you think differently, it's always going to hurt you. Put yourself in a situation where people are going to not be enthusiastic about you. And um, and that this is something I see a lot. I see a lot of people kind of make that mistake. And it's unfortunate because the people that think of themselves as part of a team, they commit, uh, they're liked and so forth. Those are the people that tend to do the best in the long. So it sounds like the people who you just mentioned that are, are liked and, and progress in their careers, those are the ones who take ownership of their work. And it's because they love what they do. It's because they're enthusiastic about it that they go above and beyond. And that comes very naturally to them. They don't necessarily see it as doing all of this extra work. They're just applying their energy and their enthusiasm to the subject matter that's before them, which is their job. Yeah, they have the um, back of their employer. Yeah, and it's interesting because as you were saying that, I was thinking about how a law firm is somewhat of a unique working environment because while you are employed by the firm, you do have a lot of freedom and responsibility as an attorney and, and bringing in business is a big part of that too. 
And a lot of that ability to bring in business also ties into your enthusiasm about your job, how much you're willing to talk about it outside of your work, and just the energy that, that you pour into building the network and the relationships. And that also building a book of business goes hand in hand with becoming a partner. And right. I think that is interesting. And what would you say to people who maybe don't have the most enthusiasm for their current work environment or maybe their, their law firm that they work in? What can they do to either find more you know, energy and enthusiasm or find a better environment that'll provide that? I think that the main thing that they need to do is that in order to, to you need to like your job. And if you don't have that sense of enthusiasm about what you're doing, then you're probably uh, in the right, in the wrong position, or you don't care enough about your future and what you're trying to do. And, and, you, and you shouldn't be doing that. And there's plenty of jobs that people can get into that they may like that are, that are going to be good. But uh, at the same time, you do need to, to be in a position where, you know, where you like what you're doing. And so I think it, it, to the extent you feel like an employee and you feel like you're, you're unhappy, I, I think that the better you do your job, the less you're going to feel that way. Because when you feel like an employee, it almost means that you're to some extent not partnering and providing more value is not value. And that's yeah, absolutely. And talking about taking ownership of your work and building a book of business, that is part and parcel with treating everyone like a valued client. And and that's not just the people outside of your law firm who might be able to give the law firm business, but treating the partners in your law firm like your clients and you're servicing them and you're going out and, and getting work from them, even if they're not just directly providing it to you, you're finding ways to talk to them and to offer your assistance and you're getting work for yourself by treating partners and even other associates, senior associates like your own clients. So can you talk a little bit more about that? What does it mean to treat a partner like? I think that's a good point. So the, and treating a partner like your client means that it, in, in order to get, in, mo, in a lot of law firms, it's, it, it can be very competitive to get work. So your objective is to continue getting work. And if you have a lot of work and you're billing a lot of hours, then you have a lot of employment security and you want to be in a position where lots of people want to give you work. So in the open market, like the best attorneys have the most clients trying to give them work. And what you're doing when you're in a law firm that's exciting as an associate is you're learning how to get more work from, from a potential client who's the partner. So treating a partner like a client means doing things like going out of your way to smile and to be nice to them, to, uh, to, to do what they ask, to do, to do what they ask better than what they ask, to do what they ask as quickly as you can, to make them feel good and like they're important. I think one of the things that a lot of people don't realize is most partners inside of law firms are that they don't always, they want to be around people that are likable, that like them and, and they want to feel good about themselves. So if they, if people are not nice to them, you know, then, then it's not fun for them. So they want to be in a position where people are, are nice to them, where they're getting people on their side and, and where people, they feel like people have their back and are protecting them. And, and that's what clients want to feel taken care of. So if you treat partners that way, then they're going to want to do more work with you. And if you treat them like enemies and, and like you're some outside worker or so forth, then that's not good. You need to be they need to feel like, you know, they can trust you and that they, you have their back and you won't say bad things about them. And you're going to do the things that they want as quickly as possible. And if they feel that way, then they're going to be very happy and protect you. Absolutely. And and not just protect you. They're not only going to protect you, they're, they're going to give you work and they'll also mentor you. They'll give you advice and guidance and help you grow in your career because they'll see that you have the drive and the desire and the capability 
and they'll eventually want you to be partner alongside them if you're in it for the long haul. So can you talk a little bit more about mentorship and what are some specific things that associates, especially younger associates starting out, what can they do to find mentors in a law firm? And do you think it should be like the, your mentor is the same one who's giving you your work assignments, or do you think it's better to find a mentor separate from whoever's giving you? Do you want to take back control of your legal career? We have a solution for you. Harrison Barnes, the number one legal recruiter with over 20 years of experience, hosts weekly webinars followed by live Q&A sessions every Wednesday at 10 a.m. Pacific, 1 p.m. Eastern. These webinars are packed with helpful information that you can use to advance your legal career. Best of all, after each webinar, Harrison stays for as long as needed in order to answer every question. Webinars take place on Zoom, and you can join the next webinar by using the Zoom ID. The Zoom ID for this webinar is 868-9816-5944. Again, that Zoom ID is 868-9816-5944. You can also find more information by going to coaching.oar.com. There's always going to be, if you do a good job for people or people recognize a piece of themselves in you when they were younger, there's always people that are going to want to take you under their wing. Uh, and there should be. And uh, and there should be people that identify with you or that, that could see your side of things and that want to be your, I don't know if your friend is the right thing, but, but want but feel good by sponsoring you and, and showing you things that they know. And that makes them feel better about themselves and reinforces things. So most people that are very, mo- most people that are very effective have mentees or, or take people under their wing and, and those people end up will help them. But also basically good people have mentees for in most firms. The, the mentor is, is important because the mentor is someone that will, will help you and prevent you from making mistakes, will tell you when not to quit. Will tell you when you're making a mistake. When will tell you how you're if you're thinking about something the wrong way. Will tell you if they hear some bad news about you or some good news. They can do all sorts of things. And, and in order to make partner in most law firms, you do need to have a mentor and people that are sponsoring you. So you need to you need to go out of your way to try to get mentors. Mentors are the most important things that an attorney can have, and every attorney needs them. And in almost any law firm out there, you're going to need to have to make partner. You're going to need to have people that are going to step up and want to be your sponsor. And if you don't have that, you're. Well, I think one thing that goes hand in hand with having mentors is if you have a mentor, you get support when you need it, and maybe when you're feeling down or you're struggling or you're hitting a roadblock or a plateau. They can help you push through and get to that next level. And the next point in this list of characteristics is that the best associates are always in control. And that can mean in control of yourself, of your health, of your personal life, of your work life, of your environment, to the extent possible, at least. And I think having a mentor helps you be more in control of yourself because you have that support. So can you expand a little bit on what it means to be in control in a law firm? Sure. Being in control, it's, it means a lot of different things, but uh, it means that there, you need to look like you, you, you've got things handled. So it, it's basically no different than an attorney. If an attorney looks like they're mad and looks like they don't know what's going on, a, a client's going to be very unhappy hiring them. 
And if, if uh, an attorney looks like they've got it together, an a client's going to be very happy hiring them. I remember hearing a story when I was about, I don't know, $1,000 an hour attorney. And this is when I was a law student. And that was a long time ago. So the attorney was very good. And he basically told this asso these associates that he was training one summer. Or, or I don't even know if he was training them, or I, mean, I think they were his mentees or a group he was talking to that when you're meeting a client, that client needs to believe you're worth a thousand dollars an hour. So not only does that mean you have to dress the part, and this was in New York, so people were to wear suits and stuff, but you have to talk the part and you have to look the part, your nails have to be look good and you're, you have to be, have a haircut. And, but what he was saying is you just need to look, uh, very in control. And I remember one time. I was getting ready to be taken to a meeting at, I don't know, Texaco or some oil company for a client that was for a, with a partner that was representing them. And he looked at my shoes and my shoes didn't look sh shiny enough. And I could tell the way, by the way, he looked at them, that he was embarrassed. And so I made sure I had shiny shoes for now. Now that's not to say that's the sort of thing you always need to do, but, uh, it depended on the firm, but you need to make sure that you look like your, your life and your, yourself uh, is in control. So getting drunk would be out of control and a substance abuse problem obviously would be out of control. Having affairs in the office is out of control. Saying stupid things is out of control. So any sign that you're not in control, uh, be having an office that looks disorganized or smells or is out of control. So it's just, you have to look like you're in control. And if you're in control, then that, that that's going to reflect on the partners that are giving you work and that you're working with. And the more in control you are, the better. Absolutely. And when you are in control of yourself and your life in that way, it shows that you're committed to success. It shows you're committed to your law firm, that you're committed to making your law firm look good, that you're not going to do anything to embarrass them. There's a good point about like having a, a drinking problem or maybe going out to a social event in a law firm or with, with people in your law firm and then embarrassing yourself. That's not being in control. And that shows that you're not committed to being an attorney because I've heard you talk many times about how the best attorneys are the ones who you would want to represent you. And those right. are the people who are in control of themselves, who look like they can solve any problem and who you truly believe are committed to you as a client and to their law firm as an employer. Mm -hmm. So can you talk a little bit more about a commitment? Because that's the fifth characteristic of a superstar associate is that uh, they are committed to themselves and to the people can pick up on commitment. So if, if a law firm feels that you're going to leave and so forth, and they're not going to be as invested in giving you important work and putting you on important matters, uh, if they, they feel like you're, if they could tell commitment, they can tell commitment by you avoiding assignments. They can tell commitment by how hard you work on the work that you're given. They can tell commitment by, by your, how you screw up or you don't do something well, how you appear there. There's all sorts of ways that people can tell commitment. And, uh, and so the fact is if you don't have commitment, then and a law firm feels that you're going to leave when the going gets tough, then they're going to invest their time into training other people and giving other people the most important work. And moreover, mentors are, are going to be more interested in, in, in investing their time in other people. So you need to look committed, like the law firm matters to you, uh, that you you know, that it's important. And one of the things I, I think that it's important, also important for attorneys to understand is the concept of political capital and political capital means that when you work in a law, you have, you have capital, uh, in terms of the time you've spent working there, the, the people you've worked with and all that sort of thing. And so those people, the longer you're there, uh, the more that politics stuff should work on your behalf, whereas it might not work for someone that's new. So that's just something to think about. Absolutely. And, and that political capital is a good representation 
of your reputation within your law firm, how well people know you, how well people can trust you to get things done well. Mm -hmm. And all of those points that we've been talking about, how being committed, being in control, and even having mentors on your side, having the superiors in your law firm look at you in a positive, mm -hmm. all of that definitely comes together to form your reputation mm -hmm. within your law firm. Right. What are some other specific things that attorneys can do to help build and protect a strong reputation within? Reputation is based on a lot of things, but a lot of one of the rep things that reputation is based on is the quality of your work. So turning in very good work that's proofread, that is the best you could do and not be lazy and not missing things is one aspect of your reputation. And certainly your reputation comes down to the people that you associate with, the, the, the things you do from a social standpoint. But at, and for the most part, your reputation uh, needs to be uh, related to how seriously you take your work. Uh, things like punctuality, make doing the being well-behaved and that sort of thing. Those are the main thing. But the work reputation is extremely important. So the better your work, the, the more people are going to want to work with you in the future. Absolutely. And that is an example of somebody who's working hard and expanding beyond that, available for work, even sometimes during off hours or weekends. That shows that you're committed and that helps strengthen your reputation as well. So, you know, what are some other reasons or, or what are some other examples of how it can pay off if you are available beyond what, what is normal working hours. Do you know the secrets to getting your dream legal job? We do. And one of the best things you can do is apply to jobs that fly under the radar. Applying to openings with very little competition means you stand a much higher chance of getting hired. But how do you find openings like that? For starters, you're not gonna find them on major job boards because these jobs are usually only advertised on companies' websites and in small regional publications. That is why we created Law Crossing, the most comprehensive database of legal jobs in the world. We have a team of people constantly working to find every single legal job out there. Unlike other job boards, which only list jobs that companies pay to post, we include every legal job we can find in order to maximize your chances of finding a job. So what are you waiting for? Head over to www.lawcrossing.com to find your dream legal job today. If you are available, then then people are going to you know rely on you. They're going to think you you take your job seriously, and they're going to they're going to want to and they're going to think of you first, and they're going to want to protect you and have you around. So, one of the things that a lot of attorneys don't understand, especially new ones, is all law firms go through ups and downs, and typically they used to happen every I don't know. Fairly consistently, there's always recessions, at least one per decade. And when there's recessions, that it's always an opportunity for law firms to flush people out that that aren't doing well and aren't working as hard as they can or are doing the best work and so forth. And that's what happens. And those attorneys have an extremely hard time ever getting jobs again. And and so that's one thing you need to always keep in mind is that when you're the more availability and the more you're working hard, the better. I saw one time a girl that was, they were getting ready to make a partner in a major law firm or, or no, they weren't even getting ready to make her part. I don't know why it was happening. They were determining whether or not they were going to make her partner or counsel or keepers and associate. And someone brought something up to her that three years ago or four years ago, you were asked to do this assignment and said you were too busy. And, but then you didn't, but then we realized you didn't work the whole weekend and stuff. And that seems a little extreme, uh, but this is the way law firms think. And so if you're competing against a lot of very uh, competitive people, they, they can, they'll take notice of this kind of thing. 
That that's a very good point. You're not the only person that's being considered for a partnership. It's it's anyone who's in the law firm for as long as you are. And you're right. There will be people who did make themselves available in those off hours and on the weekends. And those people are at least going to be looked at favorably compared mm-hmm. to you in that. There may be other things that you do better than them, but the, the more that you can add to your list of pros, the more likely you are to be considered for partnership. And that's why this is on that list of characteristics. I, I think a lot of attorneys are, are still looking for some sort of work-life balance. And I think it's important to not completely forget about yourself, but at least making yourself available and making it known that you are willing to go the extra mile when it's needed is going to go a long way to strengthening your reputation and helping you achieve that partnership. Yeah. And it's not just partnership, but more, more than anything, if you're, it's about staying employed, I think so. And, and that's a good point about staying employed because the next characteristic here is knowing how to make work for yourself. And that's something that in a law firm can sometimes be tricky. So we give some advice on, you know, what can associates do to make sure that they always have work for themselves? How can they generate work? Yeah. And this is a very important point. One of the problems of being a client of law firms is if the, and attorneys is attorneys will continually figure out things to do to keep work going and to, so they can keep billing if, if they don't have a lot of other work. And certainly that's just the, the job of attorneys. Like they'll just continually come up with new ideas and things to give you and which is just how it is. And so the problem with that though, is that, that the truth of that is that, that it's something associates need to know how to do too. So they, you need to keep the hours flowing and you need to find things to do. That means if a partner gives you an assignment, you keep working on it as, and, and bill as many hours as, as he feels necessary or she feels necessary. You have to figure out to provide the client more work if, if it's going to benefit the client. And if you figure out ways to provide less work, if it's not in, then in some firms, that can be a bad thing. So I've seen lots of associates uh, lose their jobs making sure that they did as little work as possible and kept the bills as low as possible. I've seen uh, lots of that sort of stuff. You need to find additional work to be done for clients if it's in the client's best interest. Now, you can certainly judge it however you want, but the job of an attorney in a law firm, if you've chosen that route, is to create work. And that's what all successful entrepreneurs do. That's what all successful partners do. And that's what successful associates do. You have to figure out work to be done. And that's something that I'm doing all day. I'm figuring out how can we create more work from what we've got going on. It's just what it, what it is. And and that's a good point. You can't just go around asking people like, hey, do you have something I can do? Mm-hmm. You should be finding things for you to do. And correct me if I'm wrong, you may need to clear it by a partner to make sure, hey, is it okay if I spend X hours on this you know client's task? That's something that I thought of. But still, like you, that might impress a partner if you're looking for new ways to make sure that they're getting all their bases covered or you're doing extra research or d- just something that will help the client in the long run. Yep. Excellent. Excellent. Moving forward, one of the last characteristics here is about how the best associates are always improving. And I think that also goes back to what we were talking about with having a mentor. A mentor can help you improve very quickly. But even if you don't have one, you still need to be finding new ways to grow as an attorney. What would you recommend uh, specifically for associates who are looking for new ways to improve? Like what can they do to strengthen their skill set in a certain practice? Do you want to grow your legal career? A lateral move might be the right choice to get you on track for your career goals. Working with a legal placement firm like BCG Attorney Search can open doors for you and help you live the life you dream of. If you're looking for a new legal job, send us your resume so we can help. 
visit www.bcgsearch.com and click on Submit Resume to be paired with one of our legal placement professionals who will work tirelessly on your behalf to get you your dream legal job. Submit your resume to www.bcgsearch.com to get started today. If you're assigned a certain by a certain type of person, a certain partner, then you want to uh, become very, you want to learn as much as you can about it. You want to, you could write articles, you could, you could ask to observe and sit in a meeting. You, you just have to show a lot of interest in it and get better and better. And uh, a lot of just look at the practice of law as a job and you can't, you have to look at it as a, as a, as a chance to continually improve and get better. And like, you've never understood everything you can. Liars can always learn how to become better writers. They can learn how to become better transactions and learn more about the, the, you know, securities or whatever the branch of they're in or property. They can learn to feel less stress at work and, and work on their and moods. They can learn how to be uh, better team players or how to mentor people better or how to be better public speakers. There's just so much to learn. So anybody that gives up stops learning and stops developing. And if you see that the most you know, successful attorneys, whether they're partners or associates, they're always improving. Even at my age, I'm still always taking classes. I'm learning new things, trying to become better. And it's not to say that, you know, that it's, uh, I'll ever get to where I want to be, but it's a good idea. So you always need to be improving. Absolutely. And the people who spend their entire lives learning tend to have the most youthful minds when they mm -hmm. reach an older age mm -hmm. and it just keeps you sharp and flexible. And especially as an attorney, those are important skills to have. You want to be able to go up against the younger attorneys that are against you on a map or even just people in your own law firm who may be out to get you or trying to pass you in yeah. status or something. Exactly. And you just need to be always on your toes. So the more right. you can learn and stay sharp, the better off you'll be. So that's great that you gave your own personal example of how you're always taking courses and learning new things. I think that is absolutely one of the most important things you can do is just be a lifelong learner. I remember one very successful partner that, that I was working with at one time, he said something like, he's always listening to books on tape. So he listens to them on the way home from work, then mm -hmm. on the way to work, he listens to them while he's doing work that doesn't require him to, to concentrate a lot. He listens to them while he works out. So he's using every second where he doesn't have to be focusing on the practice of law to, to become better uh, at what he's doing. So I thought that was interesting. It's just something to think about as well. Absolutely. Or if you're a commuter and you're riding on the train or the bus, you could be learning a new language or practicing a public speaking course silently in your head. There, there's a lot of things you can be doing in that spare time mm -hmm. where you otherwise you might be consuming content, watching a video or just reading some news or what have you. You can use that time to educate yourself and grow. So the last characteristic here is about honesty, which I, I think is absolutely one of, if not the most important characteristic for an attorney, if not just anybody. So tell me just a little bit more about why it's so important for partners, especially to be. Just any form of dishonesty is if people can't trust you, then they can't trust you. You want people to, to trust you. And I've just seen too many uh, people get in trouble for honesty related infractions. And it's almost always fatal. It's not a uh, if, if you're lying to your employer, even sometimes white lies, then they're going to feel that they trust you with other things. And that kind of ends the, the conversation right there. So you always, the relationship. So you always need to be honest. And I bring that up just because so many people get in trouble for this. And it's just, it, it happens all the time. And to the extent you can, you need to make, it's, it's almost like the number one priority. And it almost goes without saying. I bring it up because I've seen a lot of people fired for it just for stupid reasons. And once, so once you lie, whether a partner or an associate and you get caught and almost everyone does, then, yeah, then 
either you'll get fired or people will just write you off in the future. That That's a good point. It's like you're tainted. Well, even if you don't get fired, you're tainted for the rest of your career there. So yeah, yeah that's the one mistake you're yeah, I remember when I, I just thought this was a funny example, but I remember one of the firms I was practicing at, there was this partner and he told some lie that he was homesick or something, or he said he was to, and I shared a secretary with him and I went out, I don't know, for some event and uh, I saw him standing at a bar. So I knew after that point I couldn't trust him and I made sure I mm -hmm. never did work with him. And he ended up going to prison later for lying about something, wow. which I don't know, he was doing some sort of fraud with something. The point is that you just, you can't lie and the more you do, the more trouble you'll be in. Absolutely. I, you know, I think that yeah. is excellent advice. And we covered 10 great characteristics that every apart, that every associate needs to have in order to make it as a partner. Is there anything else you want to add just to wrap up or summarize what we talked about today? No, I think that's it. Thank you. Excellent. All right. Thank you for your time.